Dustin Five Star here letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Joined alongside, as always, on the other side of the glass, CJ Hurt. What's up, CJ? Hi. We got an action-packed edition of the show. It's supersized today. We're here till 1230 because it is a big wrestling weekend in this territory. And, of course, since we are the only show in Memphis that talks wrestling every single week, uh, we've got a supersized edition of the Wrestling Hour today. Memphis Wrestling, of course, back on Saturday mornings every week at 11 a.m. We will talk wrestling at 11. We will go through everything that happened last night um, at Grizzlies Wrestling Night. Huge news. It's going to make national headlines um, from that event last night. Also, WWE Monday Night Raw is here on Monday. So the wrestling weekend continues and uh, joining us in the wrestling hour today, we're going to be joined by WWE superstar Samoa Joe. And we'll also be joined by WWE Hall of Famer Memphis legend Jerry the King Lawler. We will also have uh, comments from Jeff Jarrett, who made his in-ring return last night uh, following his stint in rehab. And uh, also... Dustin Starr, of course, will join us. My tag team partner and the host of Grizzlies Wrestling Night last night alongside Dave Brown, the weather clown. So all of that's coming up in our expanded wrestling hour day. It's the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour and a Half. That starts at 11. You do not want to miss that. A little bit later on here in this first hour, Holly Whitfield will join us from the I Love Memphis blog. We'll go over what's happening in Memphis in 2018. But we always start the show with some Kevin Sanity. So let's do that now. Sanity. Half amazing and all grizzly. Holy cow. All right. That's our first Kevin Sanity of 2018. We start the show talking about the Memphis Grizzlies with the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip, and he joins us now. What's up, Leip? Good morning. 
Good morning. How are you? And a happy new year to you as well. It was a yeah. It was a, a late Grizzlies game last night, and we'll talk some actual basketball first. And I try usually to to uh, avoid talking about professional wrestling here in hour number one, but it was wrestling night last night. What were your thoughts of on wrestling night? I know you were there live, sitting just a couple seats uh, from me at FedEx Forum. Yeah, um, I thought it. You know, I thought the production was really great. I think it's harder to have that kind of thing have the same impact when the team is not as good. You know, uh, especially like the Grizzlies were down 15 when they're trying to do the the grand finale of wrestling night. Uh, you know, it just got this, a different vibe of the building. Maybe makes people a little less into it than they would be otherwise. Because uh, you know, if it's like it's the Clippers and it's a close game and it's physical and, and whatever, like that's a that's a very different scene than losing to the Wizards by 15. Now the Grizzlies did not lose by 15. That was not the final score of the game, but. At the at the point where they were trying to get everybody worked up about wrestling night, it was not the Grizzlies themselves were not doing very well. So it was, uh, I think I think they had a harder a harder task last night than maybe they have in years past. Right, we talked about it last week during the wrestling hour on the show, and we previewed it, previewed it with uh, the the guy who runs the whole thing, Jason Potter, the Vince McMahon of Grizzlies wrestling night, as we we call him. And it's the first one. The Grizzlies are not a good team. It's the first wrestling night where the Grizzlies just were possibly going to lose the game where the the interest is down and they definitely put on an amazing product and of course i'll break it down a little bit later on uh in 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 the wrestling hour it was a great i thought they did a good job doing uh, doing it different uh this year and bringing in some different folks and i'm very surprised to see d'angelo williams last night but um you're right the crowd and also sometimes though we do uh because we go to so many games like and we watch so many games that you kind of conflate some of the stuff because you can't forget a lot of the a lot of the wrestling stuff that happens with the Grizzlies happens in the postseason right and it happens yeah. like they do at the playoff games you always have that first playoff game there's going to be some type of wrestling moment with Grizz and so those crowds are just bananas right the right. Pl- yeah they're already bananas so it doesn't matter, and the Grizzlies usually win that game because the because they feed off the crowd and all of that. So they don't ever have to deal with uh, okay, what's going to happen if the Grizzlies are down? But um, what do you think about the giveaway, the the crown? Where do you put that? Uh, I mean, uh, nothing's ever going to touch the Zebo Wrestling Buddy or the Grizzly White Championship belt. Those are kind of the two. I mean, hey, how do you top those? It's cool, but it's no Zebo Wrestling Buddy. <laughs> Who is Zebo? I don't. This guy used to play for the Grizzlies, right? Uh, the uh, what I'm confused about. Last thing on 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 wrestling before we'll get into to some basketball. Of course, I'm going to spend 90 minutes talking wrestling a little bit later on. But so okay, this one I know is very interesting to CJ because for the past few years they've called it Grizzly Championship Wrestling, the GCW, right? That was kind of the fantasy organization. It was GCW Grizzly Championship Wrestling. But I couldn't help but notice last night there has been a rebranding. They can keep the same initials. It's like when WWF changed from WWF to WWE. But they made a big deal about it. And they did a big campaign saying get the F out and all that. This was very quietly done. But GCW has been rebranded as Grind City Wrestling. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did they play any of my songs to grind to? They did not. Well, CJ, they would do that all the time. It's Grind City Media. They're, you know, Grind City this, Grind City that. But no, it's Grind City Wrestling, which makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But, it but, fits with her brand. Grizzly Championship Wrestling was cooler, though. 
It does. But uh, grind, grind, when I see Grind City Wrestling, it just makes me think that no genuine pony was played. <laughs> but does, Maybe like, they just didn't want to be associated with the uh, the WCW. Yeah. When you put the when you put the <laughs> when you put the like Grind City and the word wrestling together. It just to me like it made me immediately. Like, I was like, "This sounds like this is the organization where Val Venus should be champion of Grind City." Yeah. <laughs> well, CJ has got the biggest smile I've seen on his face in a long time. I love the big Valvolski. So like, <laughs> you know his nickname, but that the like Grind City Wrestling. CJ, come up with some, uh, come up with whatever some entrance themes for some Grind City Wrestling. Maybe we'll get to that a little bit later on. All right, so we should turn our attention to the basketball court. It's been a couple weeks. We haven't talked. Well, go ahead, like. Half of those intros have to be by Prince, right? <laughs> Got to have some Prince. Somebody's coming out with Prince as an intro. But, uh, okay, so uh, wrestling night last night, which was a great. It was a good, I think, uh, the crowd. How did the crowd seem last night? Because I haven't been able uh, to go to that many games uh, this season. The crowd looked pretty good last night. How would you compare the crowd at wrestling night versus the crowd uh, a couple games ago? I thought it was a good crowd. I mean, it was a late start, so people are always kind of out of it in the first quarter or two of those late starts because they've been drinking a little more. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty good crowd. They got into it as the the game got close down the stretch. Um, Yeah, I thought it was was pretty good. They've had some some bad crowds and some bad games this year. Um, I I definitely thought last night was, you know, you could tell that that the crowd was there to lead the game. They were were supporting. uh, they, They got loud when they needed to get loud, and yeah, thought it was a good crowd. Right, I, th- I, I'm looking at the schedule because there's certain nights of the year that seem to be immune to bad crowds, like opening night, uh, Martin Luther yeah. King Day, and now I think Grizzlies Night is also kind of on that list. As long as they got a cool giveaway, you're gonna pack the house out, no matter how bad the team is. Especially for an ESPN game, you know. I mean, it's always those are always better crowds anyway, bigger crowds anyway on a Friday night. So yeah, I, th- I thought it was the conditions were right for it to be a good crowd. Um, so, I, you know, it's one of those things where if they'd gotten blown out, maybe it would have been so great by the end of it. But uh, it, the Grizzlies hung in there. Uh, and that's, you know, that's kind of a good segue into the basketball, I think, because the Grizzlies aren't getting blown out anymore. Well, that's exciting. So, so, so we haven't talked to you since before Christmas. And uh, so really it's just hard to tell. Everybody, not everybody, but many people have kind of got to the point, Grizzlies lose, okay, that's fine. That just means they're going to get a better draft pick. This is We're well on course to have a season where there's no playoffs uh, in the Bluff City or Grind City, CJ, as CJ would call it, uh, come this spring. Like You're not going to have to choose between Music Fest and a playoff game this year, so hopefully it's a good lineup. But uh, so what was this happen? So like the Grizzlies are they're playing better because they're playing close games, or they're responding to the coach? What's happening? What, why are they? Why are they playing? Uh, why, why is why are the games so close? Well, I think they are playing better, especially offensively. Um, they're 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 moving the ball better, and this this isn't really true last night because Washington did a really good job on defense. Um, but generally. Uh, if you go back all the way to that Warriors game where they scored 128 points, I mean they're 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 playing with a little bit more pace. They're playing more up tempo, and that suits their young guys. Um, and so they're able to uh, able to get transition buckets. They're able to, um, you know, they're not a good half court team. We've been talking about this all year long, and so they finally got to a point where instead of counting on the defense to get them out in transition, they're basically not playing a whole lot of defense. Uh, and they're just pushing the pace, and that's working for them. Uh, it's it's made, you know, you've got Kobe Simmons out there scoring a lot. You've got 
Jarrell Martin looks like an NBA player when they play faster because he's able to kind of find his spots in transition. Um, it, it just it helps all of these young guys when they're playing faster. They're able to score more. It kind of eliminates the need to be a precise half court team, and they're just not they're not built to be that. So I, I think you know they're still not great. They're still I think they won what two games over the Christmas holiday. Um, so they're still not good. But they're at least kind of exciting to watch now because they can score. Well, that's good, right? If you're gonna, if you're going to, that's what you want out of a bad team is to be exciting to watch the bad team. Have the games, oh, yeah, totally. Have the games be close at the end, like it was last night, which happened out, like, out of nowhere, right? I, Grizzlies getting blown, getting blown out. It looked like for for most of the time, it's like there's no chance they're going to win. All of a sudden, it was a close game at the end, so you got a a good finish. It was a good, it was a good, good night last night. I mean. Getting the loss, I think, is, is good to go along with it. You want a good game, and but at the end of the day, you probably don't want to win. Um, yeah. But that's not what Mike Conley thinks. So that's the other story this week. Mike Conley is, is, has had comments that uh, out there that he is ready to come back and ready to win some basketball games that he hasn't given up on this season. Well, if he hasn't given up on the season, then Mark hasn't given up on the season. I think they're the only ones, right? Um, <laughs> Do you think they're I the think only ones? <laughs> Well, I think it's an issue where if it's just a pain management issue, if they were, you know, 500, he'd be back already. Um, I think the Grizzlies training staff this season is being extremely, maybe even overcautious with these injured guys bringing them back because there's no point, right? Like, why would you bring a, a guy back a game too early and, and risk something else going wrong when, it, when you don't really want to win anyway? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I think the Clippers lost, right? That loss to the Clippers in L.A., um, that's a game that they really needed to win to kind of stay in the hunt for that eighth playoff spot because the Clippers are ahead of them. And that was a good chance to kind of to kind of catch back up to them and kind of put themselves back into that tier of teams that might make the playoffs, you know, like that are going to finish 7 through 11 in the West. Uh, they needed that win to kind of to get back up into that tier, and they didn't get it. I think that I think that was a pretty crucial game. I mean, it wasn't a must win, but that that's one that you want to that you want to have if you're really trying to make the playoffs. So, to me, at this point, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of tanking. Really, I don't think like intentionally trying to lose these games in a way that doesn't develop your young guys is very productive. Um, so, you know, like playing Mario Chalmers and Ben McElmore the whole time is not necessarily the way you want to go. But if that's what you have to do to lose the game and, and, and keep your lottery pick a lottery pick, then maybe that's what maybe that's what you got to do. I don't know. There, there seems like there should be another word for it. Because, so you're saying, when do you think Mike Conley – so Mike Conley, they're holding them out. He, if the Grizzlies were really contending for a playoff spot, you, how many games do you think he's been back already? Well, I don't think very many. I mean, I think but he would be back. He would have played almost. last night. You probably, probably, you would think, right? Yeah, I would think so. He probably play. He probably starts playing somewhere on that road trip in, in Golden State or the Clippers. One of those games, maybe. I mean, that they did something they almost never do back in November around Thanksgiving. They said we think Mike Conley's going to be back in two or three weeks. Um, you know, they said that they put a timetable on it, and now he's <laughs> still not back. So, I mean, I think they're not going to do that again. They, they're they already so reluctant to give out any information about anything, especially injury-related, uh, that the one time this year they do put a timetable on somebody like that uh, and it fell through, you're not going to see another timetable on Mike Conley. He's going to be back when he's back. 
And at this point, I don't even know how much sense it makes to bring him back, right? If you if you don't want to win. But I mean, as far as – but with his comments that came out this week, it just seemed to, to imply that he wants to come back and try to make this team better right now, which doesn't make much sense, right? Like, come, wait, come back next year and make this team better when you actually have a chance to win something. What's the point of – of yeah. uh, of but again that you can't really say that because it's like well what's the point of going to the games if you know, yeah so that well he's a basketball player right, right. It's the same thing as as Gasol like they're basketball players they want to play basketball and win basketball games that's like that's their whole life uh, and that's the only thing that's that's the thing that they're good at the thing that they're best at in the whole world is playing basketball uh, so that's of course that's what they want to do. And with bad teams, yeah, you have to, the small joys. Like last night was fun at FedEx Forum, right? In that bubble, even though the Grizzlies are not going to go to the playoffs, and the Martin Luther King is going to be a great game too. And I would think that that uh, Mike Conley would want to be back for that, right? Yeah, and I don't think so. yeah, you think he w- he would want to to play uh, on national TV against the Lakers on the day honoring Martin Luther King? Not only that, but a very historic number this year as we're looking at MLK fifty. So. Uh, and they've got the special jerseys. Yeah, you would think he'd want to if he's able to come back. But I, what is it? Chris Harrington that calls it the graceful, graceful tank or whatever. Because I don't. Yeah. How many teams really go out there and just intentionally try to lose while not developing their young guys and resting their stars? Because there is a strategy to it. Like every night in the NBA, right? Don't players play hurt, and that don't players uh, play where they need rest, but they're still playing anyway. And that you might as well be smart and rest them this year instead of playing them and making sure that they're fully healed before they come back. Like, that's just smart basketball, but you just can't do that in a regular season if you're trying to get a playoff seed. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why they've held Parsons out so long, too. Is, uh, you know, they should be extra cautious. They're being overly cautious. All right. Well, we're, we're talking with Kevin Life. He joins us every week to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. So do you think my prediction is Conley's back for MLK, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I have would, no inside information so. on that. I just think he really wants to be there. Yeah, I, I would think so. I would be surprised if he's not, but I don't want to predict it because I don't. I don't have a clue. But they can't just send him out for the rest of, of the year. They can. I mean, they could. <laughs> <laughs> they could, and it might be a. It might be smart. I don't know. Do you? Um, yeah, but we'll talk more. We'll have more ta- time to talk about the all types of trade scenarios and and all of that. I'm still predicting Tyreek Evans' reign as a, a Memphis Grizzly will be shorter as his time as a Memphis Tiger. Um, yeah, I think so too. And I, I you know, they're definitely going to be sellers at the deadline because I think I think part of developing these young guys is clearing up space in the rotation. I mean, Bickerstaff's trying to play 12 guys a night right now. Uh, and some of those guys need minutes to develop and others are, are veteran guys. You know, I, I think they're definitely going to move a guy or two at the deadline, I think. And I don't think it'll be Marcus Gasol. Let me uh, ask you this as we switch gears one more time. We went from wrestling to basketball. Let's go to video games now because the Memphis Flyer did have a write-up about Grizz Gaming, and I was on uh, Channel 3, as I often am, uh, the other day, and I brought up this uh, and because we were at – me and Dustin went up to, to uh, the new Grind City uh, like media offices and they have a whole floor they're like setting aside for this Grizz gaming. What do you know about the Grizz gaming and what it will entail? Do you know anything? I know there was a write-up in the flyer this week. Yeah, I didn't do that write-up. That was Toby. I, I don't really know anything about it other than what was in the paper uh, and it's, that it's a 2K league and they're having these crazy tryouts. Um, 
But what, what, all I know. It's but what is serious to me? I'm just CJ. Do you know anything about it? Well, so they have a 2K league and they're having tryouts. Is what you said? Yeah. So who's trying out? I think the whole world is trying out. <laughs> like you know? any, like you can try. You can be anywhere and try out for this. Like, I, this video yeah, game league. I don't. Know, let's let's try. To, let's reconvene on this next week. Let's just try to figure out a way to. I need a way to simply. Exp- I tried explaining what I knew to Mary Beth Conley on television in thirty seconds, and it, it wasn't it wasn't very easy. And because yeah. I'm not well, even. Everybody should check out that piece on, on flyer.com. Um, Memphis flyer. That's kind of the, the the first piece that's been really written about it, kind of in the in the local media. That's not coming from the Grizzlies themselves. So. Because we knew it was happening. We've seen the logos. I've seen some stuff. Like, But what exactly is it? Let's talk about that next next week. Like, I'm going to read that article, see what we can know exactly what, what is happening on this. Because it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, because it's just, it's just it's, the Grizz Gaming. At Grizz Gaming is on, uh, if you want to follow them on Twitter. But uh, All right, so not only is Leip right about the Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer, he's also the digital manager. That's why he was plugging the website. And we uh, like to talk about what's trending at MemphisFlyer.com and on their social media pages. Let's do that now. Trending, trending, trending. Trending with Leip. All right, Leip, uh, what's trending this week? Man, the, uh, the Michael Donahue uh, food video trend uh, continues. Uh, I think this is this was posted to our website. It was also posted to our Facebook page. Uh, it is a video of Peggy Brown, the owner and chef at Peggy's Healthy Home Cooking on Cleveland, across from Crump Stadium. Love that place. It's good. Uh, she is making her banana pudding and talking you through the process of how she makes the banana pudding for her restaurant. Uh, that is uh, about a ten minute video. And as of the time, as of us talking right now, that that video on Facebook has been seen by six. Point three million people, and that's wow! Trending. I didn't know I was supposed <laughs> to even order that there. So yeah, that's it. Looks good. It looks good. You have yet to taste uh, it. I have yet to taste it. Yeah. So that was our cover story. I think right before Christmas uh, was a was a profile of Peggy. Really, uh, kind of talking about her history and how she got into cooking. And yeah, she used to used to be a cook at Peabody. Um, really interesting story. It was a good uh, a good profile. And so part of, as part of that, Michael Donahue went out there and made this video. Uh, and she takes you through the whole process of making her banana pudding. And for whatever reason, people on Facebook, I mean, uh, I think it's been watched like 5 million total minutes. Um, it's been shared tens of thousands of times. Uh, it, it has caught on nationally, not just in Memphis, obviously, because there's not 6.3 million people in Memphis. Uh, 6.3 million people have seen that post on Facebook. Peggy's, so Peggy's, apparently her banana pudding is popular. Peggy's is a great place. Highly recommended. Great lunch spot. But the uh, So maybe what we need to do is get Deja Vu. We need to get, we need to get Michael Donahue to Deja Vu. So if he does a video, <laughs> that food is delicious. And they need to just reopen and have Donahue do a video that can go viral, that they can save Deja Vu. I know CJ's still in mourning. Over, well, over, he's, he's planning on reopening in the old place, right, or somewhere on Florida. I mean, I mean Deja Vu is not—it's not gone, gone. It's just he's got to relaunch. Yeah, Deja Vu, the the uh, Cajun-inspired place on Main Street downtown, put a sign up and said, "Happy New Year's." Closed until further notice. Sorry and thank you. And there's rumors yeah. they're going to open up in their old spot, which I'm assuming has a a much. Uh, it's a definitely. I know I've been there. It's a much smaller place. 
Yeah. And I, you can only imagine that the rent is not as much as it is on Main Street. So well, that feels like a thing that that kills a lot of restaurants, right? They move, they get popular, they move to a bigger spot, and then they can't handle the bigger spot, or they don't do it. They don't do enough at the bigger spot to justify the bigger rent. And I feel like it's a pretty common thing that happens. Um, and yeah, that, that their food is good enough that it, once they reopen, they'll be fine. I mean, I think it's probably just a rent situation. All right, we're talking with Kevin Lap about what's. Uh trending in memphis and maybe maybe you send donahue out to wild bills as well um <laughs> i don't think anything you film at wild bills would be fit for public consumption but <laughs> uh having having been there many times myself uh, all right but real that, quick that, that place is gonna be missed real quick before i let you go you guys did your own story on uh just a couple of days ago on on really what was trending as far as food stories in 2017 and yep. I was real fascinated by this. So I'm going to run through some of this stuff uh, really fast. And you tell me, CJ, which one you're most excited, which one of these stories, uh, because most of them are about things opening up. So like which which one is, uh, is is your favorite story here of 2017? So number one was Wahlburgers opening on Beale. We had Pontotoc opening, uh, Carolina Watershed to open, Spaghetti Warehouse closing. Hop Daddy coming to Overton Square, the new Central Barbecue to open, the vault going into the Double J space, fresh bagels in Midtown from Dave's Bagel. That's a that was a dark horse to make the list. Tennessee Taco opens, and majestic folks taking over Brass Door. Those are your biggest food stories of 2017, according to Mr. Flyer. So we just going to bypass the children running around naked in the restaurant, right? How did that not make the list? Well, that so those that wasn't on the food blog. Oh, uh, so it's just because of where it would. That was just like that was local news. That was yeah front page that was fly on the wall. Yeah, that was front page material, CJ, not the food section. But that was the biggest yeah, story. That was the biggest yeah, story but, for me. CJ, I guess CJ. majestic. The majestic one is pretty big. Is yeah, it, CJ? But buttholes aren't food, CJ. Wait, wait. <laughs> I I hear some people do eat the, those. The, the story. The story is happening. There is no, there is hashtag like groceries. You're a wrestling show, aren't bootios a thing? Bootios. You can say bootios. I don't know what else we can talk about. I think we should probably just wrap the segment up, but I was trying to to explain this. But that story, what Leib's point was that that story about the Imagine Vegan Cafe involving the kids running around naked while people were eating was was more than – it really wasn't a story about the food as much as it was a story about, like, public yeah, decency. Yeah, social media uproar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, that was big – that's got to be the biggest social media story of the year. Holy yeah, man. that and Amy Weirich's, uh, Amy Weirich's Twitter rant. Oh, yeah, she's always in, in, involved with this. But a lot of this is so – we've got openings are involved, Wahlburgers being one of them um, coming up. Central Barbecue's expansion. That story was really uh, current, making the top ten. But anyway, we got yeah, it. that one did really well at the end of the year. All right, we'll we'll catch up with you again next week. We'll see uh, what exciting times we'll bring this week for the Memphis Grizzlies. So we get closer to Martin Luther King, and I think that's where we turn our attention. It's like you got to find different moments. We were for the past couple weeks. I've been looking forward to wrestling night. Now I'm looking forward to Martin Luther King Day. And then we'll be looking towards the the NBA uh, trade deadline, I think. So, yep, February eighth. That's the trade deadline. So, t- take it two weeks at a time. After that, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll start draft stuff after that. <laughs> Let's say, yeah, we can start talking about hockey. 
uh, we can figure it out from there. Oh, that's what Jeff Jarrett wants you to talk about. He loves his predators. He was saying last night. Well, I, mean, I can't. I'm not going to talk about a Nashville team. But oh, we'll talk about other hockey teams. We'll, we'll figure something. The out. River Kings. There you go. <laughs> Natural no. All right, that's a uh, life. Thanks you. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year again. That is. Y'all take it easy. That is Kevin Life. Follow at Flyer Grizz blog with only one Z. I don't know what is happening right now. I don't know what is happening. So we're going to take a break. Coming up. Holly Whitfield from the I Love Memphis blog. And, of course, if you're tuning in, last night was a big night at FedEx Forum for the Memphis Grizzlies and wrestling fans. We'll talk all about that. Plus, preview Monday Night Raw. That's coming up in 30 minutes. But we're going to look ahead to 2018. As we just looked at those stories from 2017 as uh, the trending food stories at the Flyer, Holly Whitfield's going to join us. We're going to preview what is to come, what we know is in the forecast uh, this year uh, in the Bluff City. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Sarita Live here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trip. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five to eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. I've seen the bright lights of Memphis and the comic. 